Every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. Thank you. Thank you on Instagram, on Facebook. Thank you. So we have to rush back. Rush to God's word this morning quickly. Now we're going to open up to five different passages this morning. Five different passages starting from Hebrews chapter 1 from verse 1 to 4. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 9 to 11, Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 21 to 23, Matthew 1, 21 to 23, then Acts chapter 4 verse 12, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14, so if you, have, if you have it, you can please put it on the screen for us, if you have it, Hebrews chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 to 4, who's there? Is there? Hebrews chapter 1 from verse 1 to 4. Hebrews chapter 1 from verse 1 to 4. Please pay attention to the scriptures. Long ago. Long ago. God spoke many times in, in many ways to our ancestors. Yes. Through the prophets. Yes. But now in, in these final days, He has spoken to us through His Son. God promised that He said to the Son as an inheritance. Yes. And through the Son, He made the universe and everything in it. Yeah. The sun reflects God's own glory. Yeah. And everything about him represents God's exactly. Yeah. He sustains the universe by the mighty power of his command. Yes. Yeah. He sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the man. Yeah, so fast forward now. This shows that God's son is far greater than the angels. Far greater than the angels. Just as the name God gave him is far greater than the And the Bible says God gave him a name that is far greater. That the angels. He's far greater than the angels, just as the name that God gave him is far greater than the angels. What translation is that? Yeah. So let's go to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 to 11. Let's have King James. Philippians 2, verse 9 to 11. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 to 11. Then we have um, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22. Philippians chapter 2, let me read from here, verse 9 to 11. The Bible says, Therefore God also as highly exalted please follow me closely this morning therefore god also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name that at the name of jesus now i was saying yesterday that the bible didn't say at the mention of the name of jesus no whether the bible says at the mention of the name of jesus but it's at the name of jesus what it means is that whether the name of jesus is mentioned whether the name of jesus is written when the name of Jesus is spoken, it carries equal power, carries equal strength. Hallelujah. It says, at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee, every knee should bow of those in heaven, that means knees in heaven, knees on earth, and those under the earth. Verse 11. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. So every knee must bow to the name of Jesus. Every knee, every knee, not, not only believing names, 
not only Christian needs, every need. The Bible says, things on earth, things in heaven, and things under the earth. So the, 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 the sovereignty and the power and the name of Jesus covers for things in heaven, things on earth, and things beneath the earth. The scope of the influence, the scope of the power, of the energy, of the capacity, of the ability, of the name of Jesus covers for things in heaven, covers for things on earth, and things beneath the earth. Hallelujah. So Ephesians chapter 1 and Ephesians chapter 1 verse 23. Chapter 1. That, let's start from verse 20, 21. Far above all principalities. Far above all principalities. And power. And, power. and, power. and dominion. And, dominion. and, and every name that is not only in this world. Now look at that. Far above. We're talking about how Jesus Christ had been seated by God. He says, Far above. Far above all principalities and power. And might, far above, far above all principality and might and power and dominion and every name that is named, every name that is named, every name, every name that is named, far above every name. The name of Jesus is far above every name that is named. Let me continue from here, Biola. Not only in this age. So the Bible says that this name is far above all names, not just. In this age, not just names in that time, that time where the scriptures was written. You would agree with me that at the time that this Bible was written, HIV was not named. At the time that this Bible was written, cancer was not named. At the time that this Bible was written, COVID-19 or COVID-19 was, wasn't, wasn't named. <laughs> wasn't named. But the Bible says not just names that are named today. But that will just to come. Any name that will be named. So even after COVID-19, every other name that will come after now, every other updated version of demonic devilish viruses that will come after now is involved, is included in this list. The Bible says of that which is to come. Verse 22. And put how many things? How many things? All things. It puts all things. It puts all things. All things, all authority, all names, all might, and puts everything under his feet and gave them to be head over all things to the church. Now, the exact transition of this is he makes him to be head of all things for the benefit of the church. So Jesus is head over COVID-19 for the benefit of the church. Jesus is head over HIV, over cancer, over all kinds of diseases. For the benefit of the church, Jesus Christ is not head of anything for his own benefit. He doesn't need. He's not. He's, 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 he's not. He's not. He doesn't need to. He's the head of all things for the church. Verse twenty-three, which is his body, the fullness of him, which fills all in all. Hallelujah. So Matthew chapter one verse twenty-one now, and Acts chapter four verse twelve. Matthew chapter one verse twenty-one, Acts chapter four verse twelve. The five openings. <coughs> yes. And she shall bring forth a son. Bring forth a son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus. Yes. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now the Bible says, Mary shall bring forth a son, and you give him a name, Jesus. And that Jesus will save you from his sins. Let us ask the four verse 12. Say. 
Neither is there salvation in any other. Neither is there salvation in any other. In other words, neither is there salvation in any other. In any other, yes. For there is none other name under heaven. There is no other name under heaven and among men whereby we must be saved. Whereby we can be saved, or we must be saved. Yes. Now, when they saw the okay, that, that's the end of the scripture. Now, having read these five verses, five openings. I'm gonna bring this, I'm gonna bring everything together. Today we're talking about the name of Jesus, you know, the power in the name of Jesus, the ability in the name of Jesus. Everyone knows and everyone will agree with me that the name of Jesus is powerful, but not everyone has experienced the power in the name of Jesus. Everyone knows, I mean you must have heard it before, but would you would you say convincing that you have seen the name of Jesus work for you? Have you have you have you done anything in the name of Jesus and you see it come to pass, or you see it come to full force? Have you ever experienced the power in the name of Jesus? Jesus, when he was going out of the world, he gave us what the lawyers would have called the power of attorney. Now, you see, the power of attorney is, is a legal document that authorizes, authorizes someone to act on your behalf as pertaining to your property. Now, if, if I'm going to travel out of Nigeria, for instance, and I have a property here in Nigeria that I want someone to help me manage, I will give the person the power of attorney to help me manage. So the person now would assume not just possession, would assume something that is like a pseudo ownership. It would act on my behalf, and everything that it does will be seen to have been done by me. So when Jesus left the world, he gave us his name. They call it the power of attorney. Now, to know how powerful the name of Jesus is, is to know how powerful Jesus is. The measure of the ability, of the capacity, of the scope, of the power of Jesus is the measure of the scope of the authority of his name. There is nothing that Jesus has that his name does not have. There is nothing that Jesus can do that his name cannot do. In his name is all his power. In his name is all his glory. In his name is all his honor, is all the ambience of his, of, of his life is in his name. So God through Jesus gave us the name of Jesus. To act on his behalf and whatever whatever Jesus could have done please follow me closely I know a lot of religious minds I don't want to take him and choke up on this but whatever Jesus could have done we have been authorized by him to do it on his behalf whatever Jesus can do now just think in your in your mind just open your mind say, what could Jesus have done what Jesus could have done anything Jesus can do you have been authorized by him to do in his name now, the first chapter we read, Hebrews chapter 1, Philippians chapter 2, and Ephesians chapter 1. It explains that there are different ways that Jesus got the name. Now, people, people, people receive their names in different ways. So, people were born great. You know, if you are born by a king, you inherit a name. You inherit a name that you didn't work for. If you are born by maybe the president of your country, you inherited a name. You, you are almost inheriting a greatness you didn't work for. So, now, the first way Jesus got Jesus Christ got his name was by inheritance. Bible says in Matthew chapter one that we read, he says, "Having inherited a name that is more excellent." So he got his name first by inheritance. Please know that number one way he got his name was by inheritance. Bible says in chapter one that he got his name by inheritance, having inherited a name that was mightier, more excellent than the angels. Number two, he was confirmed on it. That name was confirmed on him based on what he did. If Philippians chapter two says God has given him a name. God has given him a name. Number one, by inheritance. Number two, by confirmation. God gave him a name that's above every other name. His name is above cancer. His name is above every other name. 
God gave him a name. So the second way Jesus Christ got the name was that God gave it to him. The Bible says he humbled himself even to the death, the death of the cross. And when he did that, the Bible says God gave him a name that's above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee in heaven, every knee on earth, every knee beneath the waters, beneath the earth, everything is subject. Everything, living and non-living, everything, animals, plants, go, whatever it is, everything is subject to the name of Jesus. He spoke to the storm, he spoke to trees, Jesus spoke to fishes, Jesus Christ spoke to demons, he spoke to anything, animate and inanimate, anything and everything is subject to the name of Jesus. And the third way he got the name was by conquest. The book of Revelation chapter 1, Revelation chapter 1, help me somebody. Revelation chapter 1, verse 18. And he that liveth, yes, I was dead, mm -hmm. and behold, I am alive forevermore. Yeah, amen. Yes, and I have the keys of hell and of death. It says, I'm he that liveth, and was dead, and I'm alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death. Please, my read again, read again, all of I am he that liveth, yes, and was dead, yes, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Yeah, amen. And, and have the keys of hell and of death, and I have the keys of hell and of death so the keys of hell and the keys of death are with Jesus the keys of hell and the keys of death are with Jesus in Colossians the Bible spoke about how he, he, he made an open show of all principalities publicly blotting out all and writings that are written against us and nailing it to his cross so the third way that Jesus got his name was by conquest the first one by confirmation, first one by inheritance, second by confirmation, third by conquest. He defeated Satan. And by defeating Satan, he has a name that Satan fears. He says, I have the keys of death. The keys of death and the keys of hell are with Jesus. That means you should be afraid of death. If you look at Hebrews chapter 2, Hebrews chapter 2, the Bible says, Jesus Christ, Hebrews chapter 2, open that very quickly. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. Since inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he may destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So Jesus, by conquering death, he yanked of, like I usually say, the keys of death from the hands of Satan. Satan doesn't have the keys to his own house. He doesn't have authority over death anymore. The keys of death, the keys of the grave, the keys of hell are Jesus. So the third way he got that name, he got it by conquest. He got it by conquering Satan. He got it, and the moment he got it, he delegated that authority to the church. This is very key. This is extremely key. The moment he got the keys, the moment he got the authority, he delegated his authority on the earth to the church. I'm going to say something very powerful now and I, I, I know it might choke up on your mind if you're religious. Jesus will not do anything on the earth 
without the church. Jesus cannot do anything on the earth. Prove him. How dare you? How dare you say Jesus Christ cannot? He cannot. Jesus cannot do anything on the earth without the church. Some say, well, don't say that it's God all by himself. It's God alone. I agree with you. And I understand your point of view. But in the Bible, it wasn't the head of the body. The head can do nothing without the body. I understand you want to be humble. I understand you want to feel like you are just little there, just under the mighty hand of God. <laughs> but the truth is that the head all by itself, the head needs the body. As much as the body needs the head. It delegated his authority to the church. Now, he expects that the church would do what he would have done if he was there. He expects that the church would do what he would have done if he was on the earth. He expects that the church would bless. He expects that the church would heal. He expects that the church would stretch as much as I would have done if he was here because we are the body of Christ on the earth. In Mark chapter 15, quickly. Mark chapter 15. After he left, he was going to be he was going to ascend to heaven. If I say therefore, that means something that was for before the day. Because of this, because of all power in heaven and earth. Another John will say, all authority, all power in heaven and earth is given to me. Therefore, you go now. You go Mark chapter 15. Mark chapter 15. If you look at Mark 15, Mark 16, I beg your pardon, Mark 16, verse 15. It says, This signs we follow. I'm not just these signs we accompany. Because follow, you know, you can follow me from a very far distance. But if I use the word accompany, accompany shows that no, you are not just following me, you are following me at close proximity. You cannot be accompanying me and I'm in Lagos and you are in Abuja. You can follow, you, know, you can be following me and you are in Lagos and I'm in Abuja. You say, I'm following you, even though you are following from a distance. But you cannot, you cannot accompany me from a distance. So the Bible says, this signs are accompany. Those who believe, look at that, in my name, hallelujah. In my name, they will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They will happen and if they did they drink anything, they shall not harm them. Now, if you look at this, it says if they lay hands on the sick, they will recover. These are the things that Jesus did on earth. These are the very things he did. In Acts chapter 10, verse 30, Bible said, God anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power and went about doing good, healing all those that were sick and oppressed. For God was in him. So he says, these signs, these same signs, things that I was doing now in my name go now based on his authority based on the fact that all power has been given to him based on the fact that all authority has been given to him is giving us a delegation and delegating every single member of the body of Christ this is not an exclusive I've said over and over for years that these signs are not exclusive of pastors these signs are not exclusive of prophets or of apostles these signs are the exclusive of God's children this sign shall follow all those who believe every child of God is a believer or he can be a child of God. The Bible says, for everyone that received those that believed in him, he has given them power to be sons of God. So it takes believing to be a child of God. The moment you are a child, you are already a believer. And the moment you are a believer, you are already entitled to be followed by company with these signs. The Bible says that this sign shall follow them. He delegated his authority on the earth. 
for the believer. Not exclusive to you. The signs are for today, not just for yesterday. The signs are for today. Now, some people say this over and I say, Brother Philip, you know, that's not the friend. It's always, I don't want to mention this people. It's always telling me, look, Philip, these are the apostles. Is it can even though you bring out facts and it keeps arguing over this. And I say over and over, oh boy, the signs are for today. The signs of the Holy Ghost are for today. The Bible said, This gift is for you and your children's children. It's for everyone who believes. It says in the last day, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Upon all flesh. The signs of the apostles are for today. They are for today. We are not. We are in Bible days. The Bible is never expired. The Bible was working yesterday. It worked today. The Bible said Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So it's not an exclusive for the apostles. And it's not an exclusive of the generation. Every generation walk in the power of God. Every generation can walk in God's authority. Because the signs are followed up. And in the name of Jesus, they will do this, they will do that. In his name, his name carries his glory. His name carries his power. His name carries his essence. Everything that Jesus has, his name has. Everything. There is nothing that Jesus can do that we cannot do in his name. Hallelujah. And I believe strongly, I believe personally, that the moment a believer has learned all he has learned about the name of Jesus, and with faith backing up, when he speaks, every force of nature would assume that Jesus Christ is speaking. Every. You will speak to things as Jesus would have spoken. A friend of mine was tackling me two days ago. He said, We're not like Jesus. He said, We're not like Jesus. And I was told, I said, How can I say we're not like Jesus? He said, No. That we're not like Jesus. I said, But he said, he said, So you go walk on water. I said, But Peter walked on water. Peter is not Jesus. I know Peter's parents. <laughs> I know his wife. I know his mother. Okay, because you say Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, but Jesus was Peter was not born of a virgin. Peter was a fisherman. Fisherman. He walked on water. There is nothing Jesus did apart from that he died and rose from the dead, which was the sign for his being the firstborn from the dead. There is nothing else that Jesus did that the disciples did. Instead. There are things that disciples did that Jesus did, and I'm going to get there. What works shall you do? And greater works than this. When he was talking about those, I'm going to show you what those greater works are in a moment. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Verse 1. Glory to God. The name of Jesus. We have a name. We have a name. He didn't leave us without a name, He left us with His name. Acts chapter 3. And now Peter and John. In the ninth hour, better church would have been at three, it was about 3 p.m. in the afternoon, and that, because they count the hours from 9 a.m. to from 6 a.m. in the morning to so the ninth hour is 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And a certain man, layman who has been laid from his mother's womb, the Bible says he was carried down to the gate daily. He was carried to that gate daily, every day. Now, this, this story immediately after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the same year that Jesus Christ died. And he rose from dead. But also this man was kind of, so we could presume that this man, even in the days of Jesus, was at that beautiful gate. Even in the days of Jesus was being carried to that beautiful gate. He was carried every day to seek hands. He was a beggar. So who seen Peter and John about to go to the temple asked for hands? Bible says they he begged for hands. And fixed his eyes on them, on him. Peter and John says, Look at us. Now, 
I know a lot of us want to form with me. Say, don't look at me. Look at Jesus. He's the one. And it's all false humility. Humility is on your heart. He says, Look at us. Us. Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have. He just says, Silver and gold have I not. But what I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him and lifted him up. And immediately his friend and uncle both received strength. Now look at this. The Bible says, Peter and John, in the name of Jesus, look at what he said. He says, I don't have silver and gold. Religion, put your eyes on that. Religion. Everybody that quotes about people not having money, pastors not having money, this way they are speakers. That Peter didn't have silver and gold. But Peter was the one that said this. Jesus Christ never said that he never had silver and gold. Jesus never said one time that he didn't have silver and gold. So this is not the essence of that scripture. The essence of the scripture is that that which I have. So Peter says, what I have, I will give to you. Give is the proof of ownership. If you don't have it, you can give it. If you can't give it, that means you don't have it. Anything that you cannot give, you don't have. Being able to give is the proof of ownership. God is able to give life because it's life. So Peter says, what I have. Look at us. What I have, I will give to you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Rise of the Bible says immediately there was strength to bite his bones. Now, a lot of us who are religious will never say something like that. You will not say, I have the ability to make you walk. That's what Jesus said. That was, that man, that was what the guy said. He said, I have the ability to make you walk in the name of Jesus. So say, No, no, it's not me. Oh, it's not me. But we know that he has the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus belongs to us. If it would walk in the mouth of Peter and John, it would walk in your mouth today. The Bible says, They say, In the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Rise up and walk, and he got up and started to walk and to jump and to leave. Here in Acts chapter 3, Jesus was dead, was risen, and gone back to heaven in this place. But Jesus was still walking through his disciples in his name. So, the name of Jesus is Jesus personified. The name of Jesus will make you do anything and everything Jesus would have done. The name of Jesus opens us up. Opens us up, but Satan doesn't want us to know. The greatest weapon of Satan is ignorance. The greatest weapon of Satan is not which is a wizard. The greatest weapon of Satan is nothing, is his deception, is the ability to hide the truth. The Bible says, My people, even my own people, are destroyed. Because of their ignorance, Jesus in Joshua 8, verse 32, he says, You shall know the truth. So the truth sets you free. Your, your, your bondage is as a result of your ignorance. Your bondage is not as a result of the power of the enemy. Your sickness is not as a result of the power of the enemy. Your sickness is as a result of your ignorance. Your bondage, your pain, your sorrow is as a result of your ignorance. But the Satan in itself, on himself, can do nothing. If you don't know it, so he hides this. He hides this so terribly. And if you walk around today among church, an average believer is afraid to use the name of Jesus. The average believer, if I say, Do you think that Jesus Christ can raise the dead? Everyone says, Hey, it's okay, you come and lay hands. Ah, please, so it's not me. And everyone hides that from it. Why are we hiding out? Why? Why are we not doing what Jesus Christ says we can do? 
He says, in my name, that's what in Mark chapter 15, Mark in my name, in my name, in my name, in my name you shall do that, in my name you shall do this. So you're sitting back in your house now and you do nothing in this name. Satan has hidden it, the power in the name of Jesus. There was a story I read about, Charles Paul, wrote about that story. This is a very touching story. Very touching story. That woman was living in what I would call a shanty. What do you call those kind of houses? Those houses are very terrible. Is it shanty or what do you call them? Eh? Ghetto. Houses that were made from wooden boxes. But she's a church member of Charles Spurgeon. So she was sick, hungry, there's no money, you know, she's, she was dying out of starvation. So one day Charles Spurgeon decided to go see her home. Heard about her. There's a woman you know, who's, 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 not, who's not well. So he says, okay, let me go. She is never, because of course, because of he has never gone there personally. But for the first time, he was going to go and see this woman personally. And he went to that ghetto and entered the house. When he entered the house, it was a messy, dirty, you know, not the kind of place that you know you want to come. But he went there to see the woman. Here was she lying down sick and hungry and dying. There's no food, there's no welfare. But on her wall was a framed document. Transport you know, took it to that said, I said, well, it's the world. I said, ah, that's, that's the document they gave to me uh, in the last place I worked. You know, she, she worked as an housemaid for about 50 years with a very rich ruler. You know, those wealthy families. And you know, they would have they would have a house, maybe a maid, work for as much as 40, 30, 40 years, through the generations. So when the when the man when, when the woman was dying, the man died, and when the woman was dying, he gave her that document. And when Transport just saw it, he was shocked. This woman framed it. So the boss said, ah, it was that woman, she gave it to me, and I just I just love it, so I framed it. In that document was willing millions of dollars to her. In that document. In that document, they willed a whole mansion to her. The bank that was instructed to do to give her that money has been looking for her for years. What you have needed for your life? She said, No, no, she couldn't read, so she framed it. Some of us have framed our on the wall like that. We say, Oh, wonderful, so beautiful. You go there, you dust it, and in it is your liberty, in it is your life. So they already took that document, took it to the back when they go to the back and say, Where on earth have you been? We will look for you here. She was there suffering. When our wall was strong enough to say, Hallelujah. So Satan develops and learns to hide it from us. The power in the name of Jesus. The Bible says he has given him a name that's a name. Not just word, but that which is to come. He has a name. And friend, I don't know what you are. I don't know what you are saying to today. You are looking at me. I may be going to, but I tell you that thing you are going through is subject to the name of Jesus. That thing you are going, that circumstance, that situation is subject to the name of Jesus. The Bible says, at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow. Every knee, every knee, every knee, the knee of pain, the knee of sickness, the knees of disease, the knees of stagnation, the knees of barrenness, the knees of joblessness. Every knee would bow at the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. So Satan hides, you must make up your mind today. That your heart to be open. Your heart to be open to see what Christ has done. What Christ has done for you in his name. If you read through the New Testament, all through the New Testament, all through, you rarely find 
anybody pray that God should do anything. Most times their prayers will always be that God will open our eyes to see what has been done already. What has done God? I would have loved to give you testimonies and testimonies. One day, you know, Kenneth Copeland was around in the Minas Chapel and having some and after that meeting, he traveled back to the US. And because they had to you know, round up on all the meetings they did, the guy said, and Bishop said, go arrest. He said, that was what Bishop said. He said, go arrest, let God do the rest. You know, something like that. <laughs> so, and he went to bed and he slept off. And when he woke up in the morning, lying beside him was his iron. Life. The same iron that he carried for over two years. There was no court. Judge for read on Judge for Okay, because I'm going to be with the Father. Yes. You can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it. Now, the difference between that Judge of the fourteen and Judge of the sixteen that we read, Judge of the sixteen says you ask the Father in my name, and He will do it for you. So it says, ask anything in my name, and I will do it. So here's the difference. Judge chapter fourteen says. Demand in my name. You are not asking the Father. So when Peter and John looked at that man and said, Stand up in the name of Jesus, that's a demand. So when they make a demand in the name of Jesus, he does it. When you ask that people be healed, you are not praying to the Father. Predominantly, of course, you can pray to the Father, but predominantly, you are demanding that they be healed in the name of Jesus. When you lay your hands on the blind and say, Eyes be open in the name of Jesus, you are making a demand. On the eyes to be open, so that's the prayer. So the third thing you can do with the name of Jesus is not just to pray in His name, to make demands in His name. Number one, that I said. Number one is for you to be able to be saved in His name. Number two, get people baptized in His name. Three, now pray and make demands in His name. Number four is to dominate over demonic spirits in His name. When you guys, when He came and he won and he defeated Satan, He gave us His name. The purpose of his name is that we would continue reminding Satan that he is defeated until Jesus Christ comes. We will remind him Satan. Because Satan will pretend as if he does not remember that he has been defeated. He will try to inflict people with sickness. Our job as believers is to ensure that the authority in the name of Jesus is instituted on the earth until he comes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the name of Jesus is what is bequeathed to us as believers. But the name will not walk beyond your walk. If I sit back, fold my hands, and that's what the Lord would do. A lot of believers all over the world would sit back and expect their pastor to do it for them. Your pastor doesn't have a stronger mouth or the name of Jesus is not mightier in his mouth than your mouth. You can call on his name. Of course, we can pray prayers of agreement. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 19, 20, 21, it says, If any of you come together you know, and agree on anything, it shall be done. Of course, there's a place for agreement. But our lives predominantly is not inched on someone else's authority in Christ. This science shall follow all them that believe. I want to charge you this morning, my friend, charge you this morning, my brother and my sister, to take the authority in that name on your life and put a blood line over your house and say, My house, Satan. COVID-19 has no place in my house. No place in my house. No place on my body. No place on the body of my husband. No place on the body of my wife. No place on the body of my children. No place in my family. Using the name of Jesus. Because the name of Jesus is bigger, 
higher and greater than every other name. That's the name. It was that name that he gave to us. But if I give you a document that they gave that woman and you hang it on your wall, you may be suffering even in the midst of plenty because you don't know the authority and the power and the capacity of that name. I've seen that name healed a lot. I've seen that name delivered. I know one of my friends is a sister. Sister was at, at, a, at an accident and her leg was broken. And they had to put the iron in her leg to keep the, to keep the leg working. And she, she's been with that iron for two years. And she told me, we're having a prayer meeting, and I said, what do you want the Lord to do for you? She said, I want the Lord to heal my elder sister. She said, what was wrong with her? And she told me, she has a iron. And I said, okay, when do, you want the Lord, when do you want the iron to be removed? She said, this week. So I declared, in the name of Jesus, I didn't pray to the Father. I made a demand in the name of Jesus that the iron be removed and she be healed. She went to the hospital that same week, and the iron was removed. She was healed. And she walked to, and I, was, I mean, I was seeing her for the first time. She had, they had to bring her to church to come and see me. For the first time, I was seeing her without the irons in her legs. We made demands in the name of Jesus. We made demands that people who have broken and um, pain issues be healed in the name of Jesus. But if you don't make that demand, it will not work. It will not work. It's not like a sword in your hands. If you don't swallow it, it will not work. You can have a very sharp sword, a very sharp weapon. But if you don't use it, friends, it will not work. It will not work on itself. It will not work by itself. You must work it. You must stretch it. You must believe today in that name of Jesus. That name is able to save. If you have sick folks, you have unsaved folks, you must begin to make a demand in the name of Jesus. I declare that Satan, you take your hands off my brother's heart. Take your hands off my sister's heart. I declare that my sister is saved in the name of Jesus. You must begin to make those declarations in that name because in that name is power. Are you, are you, are you bound by Satan? Are there issues in your life that is looking as if you are under a bondage? You can break free from those bondages in the name of Jesus. You can. You don't have anyone to lay hands on you. You can lay hands on yourself and you can make those bold declarations on yourself and see your life change. God is counting on you. God is counting on you. That was why he gave you his name. That was why he went to the cross. And he got that name and that authority and, de and, and, and delegated it to you to make a movement. Let's begin to think and I'm going to worship and exalt his name. We exalt your name, God. We thank you for that name. Thank you for his name. Thank him for his name. Thank him for his name. Say, Lord, I thank you for the name. 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 I thank you for the name of Jesus. I thank you for the gift of the name of Jesus. I thank you. 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 The name can work. The name, the name above every other name. The name of Jesus. Stronger than every other name. Than every other name. Then every other name, Akatala Baba Shala Baba 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 Baba, Rekata Saka Bakata, Mamba Boso Babo Shate, Eka Manda Mangla Moko Sita. I thank you for the name, I bless the name for the name of Jesus. Eraposhila Baba Baba In Jesus' precious name. I'm going to lead you the next two minutes. Whatever your heart is panting after. 
Whatever your heart desires, you're going to begin to declare. And I say, Lord, I declare this in the name of Jesus. Just in the next two minutes, I'm people that will just begin to declare for yourself, for yourself. Begin to declare it. Lord, I declare. I declare. In the name of Jesus, I declare. I declare in the name of Jesus, I declare. I declare in the name of Jesus. Coco Shita Mamba Mekla Mada Shara. Reko Sute Ate Mande Akashaya. I declare peace in my home. I declare peace in my home. I need that my brother is set free. I declare, make those declarations right now in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and set your family free. In the name of Jesus, set your home free. In the name of Jesus, set your dad, set your mom, set your siblings free. In the name of Jesus, use that name, use that name. Use that name. Satan doesn't want you to know how powerful that name is. He doesn't want you to know how strong that name is. He wants to think that that name is a worthless name. But the name of Jesus is more than an exclamation. The name of Jesus is more than an exclamation. It's the most powerful word known to human vocabulary. It's the most powerful word known to drop from the mouth of a man. The name of Jesus would break every you. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. Honor you, God. Thank you for the name of Jesus. Thank you for blessing us with your name. Thank you, because in your name we can find safety. God says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs into it and is saved. In your name we find safety. In your name we find deliverance. In your name we find power. Thank you for giving us such a name that we can use on your behalf. And so today I pray for all my friends and all sick in their body. I declare you healed in the name of Jesus. From the crown of your the sole of your feet, I declare that that leg pain is healed. I declare that that waist pain is healed. I declare that those symptoms, those COVID-19 symptoms you are beginning to exhibit is healed in the name of Jesus. If you want to ask somebody, you are using your Jesus as a part of contact to anyone who's sick that you know, we declare everyone in that same chain of life healed in the name of Jesus. We declare that cancer is healed in the name of Jesus. Fiber is healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Because we said a big, big amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We're very sorry for the, the cut in transmission. We had a little bit of a technical issue right there. We were able to fix it up. But please, I want to apologize that we're going to work on it. So we don't have that the next time. Thank you very much for joining us today. I want to have a very I have a strong faith in my heart that you've been blessed. And that you're going to make up your mind that you're, you're going to use the name of Jesus and not keep it on your shelf or just keep it as, as, as a decoration in your mouth. But you'll be direct with it. You'll be deliberate with the use of that name to ensure that it works in your life, it works in your family, it works by your children, it works by your body, it works by your health, it works by your finances. And your life will never remain the same in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church.